When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jimmy Palm Trees comes through here like every other week or so. Yeah, and he's on the show. So I was just wondering if you have any, any like. Tell him he's fired. Like it's now my. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, our guy Jimmy Palm Trees. All right, James, you're yeah. uh, you're fired. I mean, welcome on the Kay. show. You're fired. Listen, from K Adams. That's a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not arguing. No. Um, and uh, I mean, she she just continued. Can can we play uh, the other clip you hear? Oh boy. Jimmy Palm Maybe Trees not. is out. Like I oh. somebody said, Kay's already firing people. She fits right in. Yes, he's <laughs> Jimmy true. Palm Tree. I love ya. you. You know, you're you're too busy. You're by the way, like you don't just cover that. You, you cover all the teams in that division. Like it's just we like just like we just need a little <laughs> a little fresh page, and that's me. Okay, I did. I fired Jimmy Tyson K. He's out. I'm in. Boom. That means you're wow. here from Kay. Just Dang. like that. You know she what? said she loves you, though. <laughs> I know. I thought, there were, I thought you guys had another clip. I thought there was another clip about how they like to kick it. Uh-huh. Apparently. Um, we, we do. We do have that other clip. You don't clip. want to run that one? Should, we actually have it dialed up. Yeah, here. Oh, let, really? let's, uh, let's give James some love so he doesn't walk off set yeah. right now. Yeah. Seriously, we just um, started. Let's see. <laughs> no, he's like a great hang. There are very there few go. people. See? work wise that can get me out on like a school night (laughs) he'd like he'd moonlight on good morning football and it was like yeah we're going to town like yeah we're going out like what you know he's just a good hang in that way so i would maybe say gosh i don't know i would make fun of his haircut quite a bit okay okay on the air though but i would i would would. you know it was always perfectly like i don't know what he was putting in that thing but it was not moving in in hurricane hillary it would have been fine (laughs) you know he likes to have he likes to have a good time but man i can't say anything negative about old jimmy palm trees yeah, she really tried oh. to say some negative things, Couldn't but she said it. she loves mm-hmm. you. Uh, she says you're a good, hang. a good hang. You know where to go out in New York, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, and uh, that you have perfect hair. And I'm a good, I, I like to have a good time. I yeah. don't know what she was insinuating at. <laughs> uh, I think she knows. Well, she knows. <laughs> uh, but I think you can put it together. It's all sitting right in front of me, I think. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we always had a good time on Good Morning Football. Uh, in the morning, uh, Having fun with each other at night and evenings. It was fun. Going out to dinner. It was cool. Yeah. It's a yeah. blast. We miss her, man. She was a, she was fun. Whole group was fun. And and you're still doing that occasionally, right? Didn't yeah. you do that last month? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I still pop in. A she full, said she used the term though. moonlighting for a morning show, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. But I do still moonlight on Good Morning uh, Good Morning Football. I mean, you're probably waking up when the moon is still out yeah. there. No, no. Business first, man. I, I'm in bed by 8.30. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get my side the But the cool part, it's true. But the cool part is they, like, put you right next to the studio. The studio's in World Trade Center, I think, five mm-hmm. it is. And so you just like walk a block and wow. go up the Trade Center and you're like there. I think they're filming Succession like the floor above <laughs> you or whatever. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, but it's a real quick uh, early commute. You get a car to go like a block and a half. Wow. So I just tell the guy, hey, man, like I'm going to walk it. <laughs> it <laughs> right. takes longer for him with the one ways to get right. there yep, yep. than me to walk. But it's a great show, I man. I took the it's car. Awesome. You take the car? <laughs> yeah, you I did. did. I, when, you I did? Did, when I did Good Morning Football, I definitely took the car. They're yeah, like, you're across the street. I'm like, nah, I'll get in the back of the car. They roll eight feet, and then you're like, Todd, get out. And you're you're <laughs> yeah. there. Thank right? you for the ride, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> <Get> the <ride>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there's cameras outside taking pictures of you when you get out, right? Yeah, he's got paparazzi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'm happy that you didn't leave and nope. that you're still here. Kay couldn't scare you off. No. Um, I mean, she didn't show up, so we had to have you. She's out. Yeah, you're in. I'm in, guys. Boom. I love it. I love it. And uh, we got some football to talk well, about. Because it. not only, I mean, there were... It's not like the Rams were out today. No, Broncos and Rams in the house today for joint practice. James, yesterday, Todd and I both said the Broncos need to dominate the Rams, specifically Broncos offense against Rams defense, because off the top of my head, not being a national reporter, outside of Aaron Donald, who's not here. Having a baby. I couldn't Had it him. yesterday, I think. Oh, well, congratulations. Well, his wife did. Congra- yeah. yeah. <laughs> congratulations, Aaron Donald. Um, I couldn't name another Rams defensive player. Yeah. And that's the no-name Rams. That's why I thought they had to kind of dominate. And then on the other side, there is Matthew Stafford and uh, Cooper Cup. When they're healthy, two great players. But, like, it's not like they're this powerhouse offense anymore. So I thought the Broncos' defense should also have their way with them. And that wasn't what happened. You can't watch two fields the entire time yourself. But from what I saw trying to bounce back and forth, watching reps, ones versus ones, I don't think the Broncos won on either field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting because what you said, like their most experienced edge rusher for the Rams converted from defensive tackle to a stand-up outside linebacker in a 3-4 uh, week 11 last year and then spent the wow. offseason changing and becoming that. That's their most experienced <laughs> outside <laughs> edge rusher. Wow, that's a long ways from two years ago. When they had oh, Von Miller on one yeah. side, who was the other guy? Why can't I um, remember his name? Um, tall, lengthy, talented <laughs> uh-huh. guy. Um, I can't remember anyway, his name listen, the, That's the one part of it. Then the other part was they still haven't really figured out their offensive line. Like uh-huh. Joe Newboom's moved from like left tackle to play like right guard, yet he hasn't really taken any reps there. They have a rookie playing left guard. Uh, my point is they're still figuring it out up front and all the talk that we had had Todd like recently about these edge rushers that the Broncos have and how deep the group is and VJ saying it's one of the best groups he's had like they weren't really getting to Matthew Stafford yeah I know and we talked about that when we watched the uh, Cardinals game the first preseason game is you know our guys were looking so good in practice but then when the Broncos went up and played the Cardinals well now the Cardinals guys are looking really good out there so I think we're still trying to test and figure out how talented our guys are I know they're good Mm -hmm. but I want to see their talent level against ones and in the regular season yeah Yeah, and uh, I mean the only time I really saw pressure on Matthew Stafford it was Randy Gregory three different plays getting in Matthew Stafford's face 
and then it's a screen. And I'm like, oh, well, that was designed to bring Randy Gregory up there. And so it was like, oh, they're doing it. Uh, well, no, actually not. And now the tight end or wide receiver running back now has 10 yards of open space because Randy Gregory bit on it. Yeah, it was, I mean, Stafford dealt with a lot of injuries last year. Mm-hmm. I know this isn't a Rams show, but but I was like, he looked good. Like, And I was, I've been told, talking to people in their building that were there today, like, He's had a really good camp, and I saw it today. Like every a lot, their offense was on time. Yeah. Like I'm just doing the comparison, Todd, to like uh-huh. what we've seen from the Broncos throughout camp, and yep. we've been there for a lot of days. Like Stafford going through progressions quickly, balls out on time, balls out for a guy to go make something happen with it after he catches it. A lot of those are right. Those the screen designs. Like there was a there was a real set identity to their offense. Just watching them one day of what their first team went out and did. Right. Like you just kind of knew like. This is how they operate. And it was pretty good. Yep. I still haven't like gone out there with the Broncos going like, yep, this is this is what this is what we're gonna see. Like outside of Russ running, and we'll get into that. But like you knew what they were watching them today. Yeah, and there was I, there I was like a crispness that. to yeah. it or a polish to it. I don't think the Broncos have got the in that gotten there yet. We've seen some good plays that make us excited because they end up in first downs or mm-hmm. you know, extending drives, but there's not this crisp polished to their running game or passing game that you can say like this is what they do this is what they execute at at a high level and like you said i think we're still looking to see that yeah and now listen stafford and, and sean have been together for a couple years now yeah. like and sean had a really set plan and they communicated before uh the trade <laughs> uh i think it was in mexico like for some that? time so i think they were all, they, they've been on the same page my point is for a while now um and you could kind of see that i i think we still are seeing as todd said like they're still figuring things out. I remember talking to Sean a few weeks ago, and I kind of gave him this question. It was, how through camp, with all of this new personnel, it's all new to him, right? And it's yeah. all new to every single player. How do you find the balance between, no, 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 this unit can't do this. We shouldn't have this be as part of our offense. And with, no, 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 we can't get that right now, but we got to keep working on it. It will get better. It should be a part of our offense. How do you make that decision? Because I don't think people understand yeah. that, like, that's how much Sean and this offensive staff are trying to go through, right? Like, mm-hmm. Todd, I like your perspective from a defensive side. When you're getting a new DC, it's like he's trying to figure out the personnel that he has, right? And you guys as a group and go, this group just can't, like, we just can't personnel wise do this. This shouldn't be something we do, mm-hmm. right? And Sean's trying to figure that out with the offense. And he, he told me, it's like, He's like, that's a, first. He said it's a really good question, so I appreciate that. But uh, secondly, he was like, that's the hardest thing to figure out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I've talked to Andy Reid about this before. Like, how do you figure it out as a head coach? Going, this stinks now. Like, we suck at this. But if we stick with it, it's right. going to become something. Let's keep it in, or let's not waste our time on it. Let's that that's not part of our offense. Yeah, I think that's, that's a t- still happening. Yeah, it's definitely happening. I think it's a tough decision. Um, I remember times in training camp, um, you know, we install so much. Yeah. You may install, you know, 60 plays and only run 12 to 15 every week as a defender. Um, but sometimes it would it would come down to, like, who's in and who's injured. Like, maybe if Akiba's out, you know, there's certain coverages we're you not going to run. We're just going to scrap yeah. those right now. And then when he gets back healthy, we'll put those back in. Um, or certain fire zone or, di- or different coverages that we de- definitely don't have the personnel to run. So he has to kind of change or at least Vic and um, Vance would have to change and manipulate their schemes based on who we had. And I think that's something they're running into, certain, mm-hmm. certainly with the pass blocking. 100%. I know we saw a lot, of, a lot more screens in that second preseason game, um, but there's definitely things that 
the offense isn't great at that he's still trying to figure out and toy with so that he can get the best production out of them for what they can do. Because he's looking at these players, right? He watched everything from Russ and all these other guys, like any other coach does coming in and watches the film and all of them. And you're seeing a body type. You're seeing how they move physically. You're seeing maybe some formations that they're succeeding in that, and, and schemes that you want to run. But until you have them do it your way, you don't know mm -hmm. until you're on the field if they can actually do it. Like, and and there, there's things that you're like, this guy just he just can't succeed in that. And that's what we've talked about since the jump, right, with, yeah. with Sean, is he puts you in positions to succeed. That's, yep. that's what he does. So this is part of that. He's finding out, like, no, no, we can't do some of these things offensively. Right. That's why these two practices are huge, because he is learning against a different group that plays a different front, a different all from, from Denver's defense that they're going against. Oh, this won't work with us. Like, he's learning a lot, just like these players are these two days. And I think that was the biggest thing that I heard him say when we were all out there in the post-game press conferences, the bigger day is tomorrow. When yeah. we, I want to see if our guys make these corrections. Mm -hmm. That's that's the biggest part, and that's why today he's he's finding a lot of this out. Yeah, and that's why today, uh, although we're talking about and we're going to talk about both sides of the ball losing the day, why Sean, when he got got up on the podium after practice, he wasn't that upset about it. But you could tell he wasn't happy the way practice went. No. But he wasn't pissed off because tomorrow I think if they come out and they look like this tomorrow uh -huh. after a second day after they're not able to correct the mistakes and bounce back I think that's going to be when we're going to see potentially for the first time an actual pissed off Sean Payton on the podium <laughs> uh, and how easy is it to bounce back and learn from your mistakes from today to tomorrow because football players you guys are used to having a week in between games uh -huh. to get those things right now you have you know 20 hours you know I think they should be able to bounce back I don't think that there should be anything that is, uh, even though they lost today, there shouldn't be any huge red flags. You know, after multiple weeks of training camp, we should be at a pretty consistent level to where we execute pretty well for the most part. Now, there one maybe one guy here that needs to change, you know, his set, not set so deep, or there may be one guy who needs to get out on a block earlier. That stuff can be buttoned up and tightened up. I don't think that there should be anything that's really like you completely blew an assignment. They're not running, you know, stuff they haven't ran for the past three weeks, you mm -hmm. know, against the Rams. This is stuff they probably installed day one. They want to see their guys run it. They want to see them execute against, you know, uh, another opponent. So it should be easy to correct, and it should look better tomorrow. The things that I think they need to correct are exactly what Sean said. Drops were bad today, and yeah. drops are drops. Like, I, I mean, that's that, like, like Sean said, you get paid to catch the football. Simple yeah. as that. <laughs> and that's what he said afterwards. Uh, I think Jerry had a couple. Yep. I uh, thought, thought I saw Cortland have Cortland one. Cortland had one. Mm -hmm. um, that's the most concerning thing is it's not just one guy. Yeah, there's some there are some drops, and that, that's, that is concerning. That just can't happen. That's usually mental errors. That's yeah. usually loss of focus for a minute. And then the other one is, and this was Sean's focus since he got here, yep. strength and conditioning. Yep. Like, that's his, that has been his number. They didn't touch a football nope. for how long <laughs> when he got here, Six right? Six weeks. Yep. It felt like an old school, like, like, it felt like the movie Hoosiers or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to touch a ball for the first three weeks. And he called him out yeah. saying, we were too tired. And I know the ramp. Sean McVay, if you watch him, not only are his players moving, he's like flying all over the field, like mm -hmm. running everywhere. Like they run up-tempo practices. And you could see that the Broncos were lagging in that yep. a little bit. And that led to false starts, procedural penalties, things yep. that happened when they were going ones versus ones that you could tell Sean Payton was upset with because of his focus on strength and conditioning was so huge for him to just tell all of us that his team was tired, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. that's a little bit of a uh, you know a, 
I guess does that I actually this is what I'm curious about Todd like does that get back to the locker room I would assume I mean he's gonna tell them privately but like it gets back to the room that like he said it publicly that y'all were tired yeah you guys look like you were panting you couldn't hang up you couldn't hang with them and it made us look bad and I think he understands also what conditioning does at this altitude and how big of a factor that can be I mean I used to love when we were in really good shape and they would play that altitude sickness video and you see the guys on the other side they got it on the wall going into the locker room talking about people die from altitude sickness like completely getting in their heads it's such a big factor to be in shape in football period, but especially in the Mile High City, because it can aid you so much in fourth quarter games, because we know they're gonna play a lot of a lot of tough games, tight games. I think the teams that are the most conditioned in the fourth quarter are the teams that end up winning those games. And wait, mm-hmm. we talk about so many fourth quarter games. That's why kicking is going to be so important for this team is a big question mark. And then also this conditioning. Uh, and I think the Broncos, uh, there was one other thing that Sean was not happy about today. And maybe it's been his number two focus all offseason. Let's talk about that. But I think the Broncos could use some AG1 uh, to help Ooh. with that conditioning and strength. And if you check out AG1, wow. you're going to get 75 vitamins and Ooh. minerals you're going to get probiotics superfoods it's all going to help with your energy focus strength and clarity broncos could use a little bit of that today and all you do you take a little scoop of ag1 from your fridge put it in six to eight ounces of water blend that up to start your day and there you go it costs less than three dollars a day and it's going to get your day started right so if you want one free year supply of vitamin d and five free ag1 travel packs with your first purchase go to drinkag1.com slash broncos that's drinkag1.com slash broncos those transitions are like you're goaded after that man I feel yeah. like you kill him every time um, but shout out to our friends over at Broken Tea it's the coolest golf course and has the best vibes it's an award winning practice facility with 27 holes 18 hole championship course and challenging three par course now I'm a golfer well newly golfer so okay. um, I like to play a lot so I definitely will check out Broken Tea um, you guys want to hop in? You guys yeah. want to go with oh, me? Yeah. I'll go with you. Okay. You play a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. It's good. I, I mean, I get the most of my money. Okay. I like it. <laughs> I get my I money's like worth. I like it. So use code DMVR10 for 10% off of your rounds. Go check them out at Broken Tea. We got to do that. And James, the other thing you mentioned, I mean, it was literally Sean Payton's number one focus was conditioning. The other thing, penalties, 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 discipline, especially pre-snap penalties, and guys, today we saw the Broncos have it on both sides of the ball, false starts, multiple offsides, and Sean pointed to that again. And those are things that, I mean, Sean just will not have anything to do with. He's already said if, if guys can't get it right, then they're going to be pulled. Yeah, procedural penalties, like pre-snap stuff, like shouldn't happen. That, that should happen preseason games rookie quarterback for sure that's right that's the instance when you should probably be seeing some of that stuff where the huddle the operation isn't there everybody's not lined up correctly you have a guy doing it for the first time at the nfl level first time in the headset all that different things like that's when you that's when like you give yourself a little leeway on that but when you were saying that this is what i'm kind of curious about from a player's perspective like i don't think it's it's maybe correlated enough like mental errors with fatigue mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. mental errors caused because of fatigue yeah right those happen right you miss it like you're just you're just gas yep. right and then you make a mental error because you're not as sharp like they're connected and sean kind of made that connection today that that's some of the false starts some of that stuff was like 
condi- conditioning essentially related. Yeah, that's the first thing that goes. I think it's your mental. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you start huffing and puffing, it's hard to think about your job and call out a play and then line up and then remember what you're supposed to do and execute at a high level. That's the hardest thing and the first thing that goes. Um, the procedural penalties, though, I don't get it, especially as an offense. Like, you control the tempo. You control when everybody can move. Like, as a defender, I can't move until you move. So there's no reason for you to jump off sides unless you're fatigued. I mean, that would be the only reason to cause it. Mm-hmm. But they should really be able to operate at a high level without any, you know, pre-snap penalties as an offense. Yeah, and something else I didn't like with this, there was a, I think a three-play series. And the first one, um, I think Nick Benito jumped off sides. Oh, so his Twitter up. account doesn't oh, think so that. I'm about mm. to get there. Uh, then a play happened. And then before the other play started, uh, I think Zach Allen jumped and then Nick Benito jumped right after. Um, but Andrew Mason tweeted out, Nick Benito jumped off sides. He quote tweeted it and said, I can promise you that wasn't me. me. Why are we doing this? Uh-huh. I hate that. Don't don't worry about what the media is saying. Uh-huh. If they got it wrong, just just let them be wrong. I don't I don't like that, especially from a guy that seems like he's really taking that next step uh, from year to one to year two, which happens. It, it's tough for rookies sometimes, even if you're a second round pick there to it come is, in right and there. have an impact. Yep. There you go. And to he me, I'm like, just, just no, no, no. And so I actually think he's referring to that second one where it actually wasn't him. Uh-huh. But there was one two plays before that. That, that it was, was you. <laughs> Maybe so, he's catching Mason like a like a semantics thing where he's like, oh, it wasn't it wasn't consecutive. Snaps. <laughs> right, so right. I promise you, it wasn't me. Oh, consecutive that's true. Snaps. That's true. Yep, yep. Uh, I didn't I didn't see that on Mason's tweet. Um, but yeah, that's just it's it's disappointing to see. Um, and you even saw that when the offense was doing a little move the ball period where they're making some progress and then they have a penalty and they move back and then they're just not able to overcome that. And these are just things that Sean would call just fundamental football mm-hmm. that, that you can't have. But one of the things that some media members were talking about was okay. you guys remember the 49ers Broncos joint practice in Denver think it was Vic Fangio's first year so Todd you were definitely here maybe it was the second year you you were still here um I believe and uh, the 49er do you remember that James yeah I was there I did a post-practice interview with Mike McGlinchey oh the 49er (laughs) Mike McGlinchey I I think so yeah yeah the biggest thing I remember from that joint practice is the 49ers came out and they were hyped they were amped and uh, I think that was Kyle Shanahan. That's just the way he runs his camps, I would imagine. And then the Broncos come out with Vic Fangio, who doesn't want music, mm-hmm. and it was just as flat as it could be. And then that rolled over into the regular season. We've talked about that, and yep. it's no coincidence why they were flat in games. And uh, I mean, you guys just got you're, just punched in the mouth that first day. You responded the second day, but the first day it was like, oh, my gosh, there's so much energy on this one team, and the Broncos just didn't have it. Some people were saying they felt that same way today. I didn't get it to that extent at all. But that would kind of translate to the conditioning part of this and just the energy that one team had that another team didn't. Yeah, I mean, for us and Vic Fangio, so I was injured. So they got their butts whipped. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to leave them out to dry on that one. I knew you couldn't one. be there. <laughs> that was the whole reason. Oh, man. I'll Lynch, take it. Lynchpin wasn't there. I'll take it. Lynchpin in the middle wasn't there. The whole know, thing falls apart. You know? But, yeah, no, I think, you know, with Vic, I think we retired, one, because 
you know, we couldn't have any hype music. We couldn't really get amped. And also, those practices used to be crazy. I remember when he tried those same those same joint practices. He tried to get the 49ers to stay out and run more plays because he wanted to <laughs> run more plays. And they're like, "No, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you guys want to stay out, you're more than welcome to." But we would have like two and a half, three hour yeah, practices in the hot sun, just burning up, almost about to die. So I think yeah. we were beyond fatigued during yeah. those. Listen, I I don't like the cheap shot at my man Vic Fangio over here, Zach. Like, no music. They were flat. I believe Todd's defense under Vic Fangio played pretty damn good yep. during those years. But we were flat. So the no, teams but were flat coming out, Yeah, because I talked about that. Because I know that was something that we wanted. And he took music away from us. So it did make us flat. Why don't you put AirPods in? Like, in your own helmet. <laughs> hey, you know you know how it is. It's like, you know, you can listen to yourself. And it True. to music yourself is one vibe. But when you're at a concert and when you're at a group of people and we're all connecting on the same music and about to run on the field and, like, do some craziness together it's a different energy 100 percent. Yeah. if they're playing dmx when i run out at up marion area high school for pregame basketball i'm jumping like <laughs> through the gym You're ready to go I'm, my layups are like right up there <laughs> i was I gonna mean, say can you dunk i could dunk in high school oh. but um but i i was I, you can't dunk pregame that's a t that's a t oh isn't that, isn't that the same thing out here it wasn't philly i have no, no idea if you dunk pregame it's a technical I, james i could never dunk i have no oh. idea yeah kobe dunked. that's <laughs> why you didn't dunk you didn't want to get a tech you know exactly. talking, that's why yeah, you weren't yeah, dunking yeah, i'm gonna use but that. i get it like yeah like music gets you going i get all of that but i do like I don't know. Maybe I'm just sensitive. Maybe Todd hated Vic. I don't know. <laughs> but I love Vic. I think he was an unbelievable defensive mastermind in terms of the way he, he thought of X's and O's. And you guys mm -hmm. played awesome defensively. But I probably would have won some tunes out there as yeah, well. I yeah, mean, I, yeah. I get it. Oh, I, happy, I, happy birthday to Vic? Uh, yeah. Is 65th it, is, birthday is it yesterday. Birthday today? Yesterday, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. He's probably oh. upset the Phillies are down 4 nothing. <laughs> He's a big Phil's that's fan. That's true. That's true. Uh, we get to, the Broncos get to play Vic week three. That's going to be fun. Oh yeah, you get you get Vic in week three, you get Hackett in week five. Yep, Vance is on your team all season, um, and then Coobs is gone. So I mean, you you cover. Coobs is making the coaches. rounds, by the way, during training camp. Mm -hmm. He has to stop by here. I saw I Coobs think. at multiple stops that I made. Mm -hmm. he, yeah, he was in is he, Cleveland. Is he oh, he's Jones and hard. Yeah, he's yeah. on the yeah. sideline and. Full Coobs mode, like he's down on the one knee. Yep. He's got the script got the in script. his hand. Yep. He's got the long sleeve windbreaker on. He's got the shorts, and he's there. He's, usually, you remember, you get a fresh cut at yep. the start of every yep. camp, yep. and he's there just like looking at the script. Just, I mean, he is jonesing to be out there, and he still is such a brilliant football mind. Yeah. Um. And so it was. It, he, he's still around. Uh, he's not with anybody. Uh, I don't think. Ron is letting that happen, but he's hanging out. He's doing some camp stops. Yeah. Um, so a question that is the headline of our podcast and that some listeners are asking, are we worried? The, the listener specific said, are we in panic mode? I don't think we're in panic <sighs> mode after one practice, after two hours, but are we worried at all after... Uh, Seeing what Vic Fangio has called, or not Vic Fangio, what Sean <laughs> oh, Payton said, this is I'll equivalent. Put Vic in your, he he in said your today and tomorrow are equivalent. Each of them are equivalent to preseason games. Mm -hmm. So uh, if the Broncos just went and got beat on offense and defense by a team that has great coaching, but the talent just isn't there outside of a couple of pieces. Some people think that, that they're going to have one of the top two picks to get a quarterback next year. Should we, are we concerned after today? You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be concerned. I think there's a couple of things that need to be fixed and things they need to get better at, but it's all fixable. Like conditioning is definitely a very fixable problem. Like that's something they can work on day in and day out and kind of pick up the pace at practice so that they look better uh, on game day. I will say that I am, I'm happy with, 
what I've seen from one preseason game to the other. You know, we don't know what their identity is, but we see we saw two very different game plans, and I see how both of them could help the Broncos out. So when they when he comes together and put together his full game plan, I do feel confident that they can execute at a high level, mixing up the two game plans from the first pre first two preseason games. So I wouldn't be panicked right now. I think that we have to sit and wait, and I think that you know by the end of the day, I think they'll look better than they did today, tomorrow, and then kind of continue that trend. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not in panic mode. I agree with Todd. I, what I would have liked is to have joint practices maybe earlier in camp because mm -hmm. we're talking about making corrections in a 24-hour period. You know, Sean wants to see what they correct and go out there for day two. Yeah, I'm looking a little more big picture, and if like you would have had joint practices heading into your second preseason game, you probably would have learned a lot about your team as a new yeah. coaching staff with your team with more time on the back end of your of your training camp and of your preseason before the start of the year to see maybe some of those things right. in those joint practices that you wanted to correct. And now you have more time before the start of the season to make maybe some larger corrections that maybe were exposed during that time. Having joint practices this late maybe doesn't give you the amount of time to yeah. make those corrections. That's one little aspect of it. I think what we are seeing though, is like we're seeing progression. Mm -hmm. Like we're seeing progression as these practices go. Like th that's, that's, that part's really undeniable. Now, the part that makes you panic a little bit is like, well, is the offense like they're only playing our defense? Like, are those two teams right. like not as good as we thought now that right. we're seeing them against somebody else? Uh -huh. I do think that there is a progression within the offense. I think that is happening. I think yeah. there's a progression with Russ. I think that's happening. And I think we should say the defense and Stafford getting the best of them today. Justin Simmons did not participate yep. in team periods. Yep. He did some, I think I saw like early part of seven on seven. And then left yep. and did some conditioning on the other. Like he's working his way back. Yep. I mean that's that's the guy who runs your whole defense sure. um, from the back end. So that's obviously I don't think the defense. I don't have a lot of major concerns because I also know with what they're doing defensively is they're not mixing a whole bunch up up mm -hmm. front. Like Todd probably sees that like really easy. Like they're not bringing exotic things up right. front. They're not showing anything either. Yep. Um, in terms of the way VJ wants to bring some pressures. Um, so. I don't really have a whole lot of panic, so especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and one of the things that makes me take a deep breath is Russ did not look bad today. It, it was not, The offense was not struggling because Russ was making wrong reads and throwing mm -hmm. interceptions or near interceptions. I mean, he probably could have had a good day, probably not a great day, but a good day if Judy catches those two passes, if Cortland catches that one pass, then we're talking about Russ having a good day and the, and the offense being able to do some things, not, not do great against this Rams, but Russ continues to progress and mm -hmm. i think that's the big thing um with, with his legs we didn't really get to see much today but he was working and winning from the pocket um but all of this talk of these practices joint practices joint practices joint practices makes me think of kind love and joints and <laughs> the, the weed that they've He's on got it today. and the products that they've got over there and if you want to get the turbo core for uh, 25% off. Use that code DNVR over at their Cherry Creek or North Denver location and get 25% off by using the code DNVR on their uh, flowers pre-roll and turbo joint line. You know that turbo joint packs a punch and they've got Kind Love products in over 100 stores around the state. So check them out in Cherry Creek or North Denver and use that code DNVR for 25% off or visit them at kindlove.com. And check out DraftKings College Football. College Football is back. It is. Sacramento State is back. Shout out to Sac State because <laughs> hopefully State, we go on a run this year. What would Sac State-Ohio State football game look like? 
You know what it would be? <laughs> it would happen in early September. <laughs> first game of the year. And it'd be close the first half. We okay, always are okay. good at the first half because we just don't have any depth. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. The bigger scholars just have bigger depth and better, better depth. So that first half is usually pretty close. Yeah. It's not to the second half that it's like 43 to 10 or something <laughs> so you're, like that. You're calling out Sac State's conditioning. In the fourth quarter, they just can't hang. Yeah, I guess no, that's what we need to work down. You know, he's bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah, it's tough. Down. It's tough. Use code DMVR at sign up. Uh, you waited all year, and the time has finally arrived. College football is back, baby. Um, kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DMVR. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races, all games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 and older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligible and de- Eligibility and deposits restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbooks.draftkings.com slash football terms. You made it. Gosh, you, made it. You, made oh, it. you made it. You made it. That was a long one. Wow. <laughs> um, you you and uh, two more things that I have to get to. There's, there were some good things from joint practice. I have to ask you guys a question. Does Albert O make this team? Because he was fifth on the tight end depth chart, I believe, of five or maybe six when the first one came out two weeks ago. Since then, he's maybe been the best tight end for the Broncos, not just as a receiver, as a blocker, too. We saw him dominate in blocking last week uh, in practice. Then in the game, he also had a couple of pancake blocks. Then today, he comes out, and he's the Broncos' best pass weapon by far. Now, he was doing it with Jared Stidham as his quarterback. He caught two touchdowns in a red zone period, so it's not like they were huge. And then he did end the day with, like, a 40-, 45-yard pass. Listen. Did you make the team? Uh, here's the thing, and it was funny. I was talking to a colleague of mine at NFL Network about it this afternoon on the phone on my ride home from joint practices. Right now, there is this, like, massive fear in every decision-maker's mind around the NFL. And I had this conversation when I was doing the game with the Jags and the, and the Lions this past Saturday talking to kind of their front office people. The last thing you want is somebody to get out of your building mm-hmm. and release them and they go somewhere else and they flourish yeah. because you had them. Yep. You lost them. You lost them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There is such it's a like fear. like Todd Davis with New Orleans. <laughs> exactly. There is such a fear that like, man, this guy, if he figures it out, he better not figure it out somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. And Albert's in like physical traits are not common like that size and speed is not you know that's why he was drafted where he was with the production that he had in college like Mm -hmm. honestly like so six five two fifty four four nine that's nuts like that is that's crazy so like that's why that decision is so difficult because the league is like 
I guarantee George Payton, everybody up there is like, but what if? Uh-huh. Like, because yeah. everybody doesn't progress at the same pace. Yep. Right? That's the terrifying aspect of players like Albert O because he has been infuriating for Broncos fans <laughs> yeah. in the past. Yeah. But when you see the flashes like we have these last couple of days, you're like, can we let that walk out of the building? Right. If that can become something. We spent three oh. years developing him. He yeah. finally develops. And yeah. goes and somewhere else. we thought it was else. a little too, little too late, so we let him go, and then yeah. he's, he's, you know, on a different team. That- do you think if they release him, how quickly do you think he gets picked up somewhere? Next day. Yep. Right Without away. a doubt. Yep. Yep. Right away. Yep. Because you can't teach what he has. Yep. And that's the fear, and that's why this evaluation, that's why cut down day is, is so nuts around the league, because there is that fear. I had him. And we let him let him go. Yep. Yeah. And I, I can I can uh, speak from experience having played against him. You know, his rookie year, I would say that we saw the talent, but we also knew like, oh, he can't block. And as a rookie, he's still trying to figure out how to play in the NFL. Um, but over time, I feel like he is continuing to get better. And even this training camp with him learning how to block and now being able to show his versatility um, as a pass catcher and a run blocker, I think. I don't think you let him go. I think you find yeah. a way to keep him on the squad and find a role for him, um, and hopefully that he keeps pro- progressing because if you know, he figures out how to, yeah, block. if he figures I mean, out completely. I mean, he's had a couple pancakes in practice has. in in um, preseason games. I think he's looking much better. So I don't think you get rid of him. I mean, if I was the GM, I wouldn't get rid of him. And one of the things that Sean Payton said over the past few days, which I just think is brilliant, and every organization it blows my mind that every organization doesn't take this route. Of course, when you're building your 53, you have to have a threshold uh, of players at every position. You can't have one quarterback. You have to have at least two. Some teams like to hold three. Tight end, you got to have three. Some teams might hold five if they really like two depth guys. Well, or tight end's a like big that. special teams yeah. right. player. You got to remember, like, we're talking about these physical traits. You should be able to be on four yeah core yeah. all four oh, yeah. all four core yeah. right and that's going to be a big thing for Alvaro to make this team is be good on special teams and blocking is a huge part of that so yeah. if he's showing it maybe he's also showing it in special teams but what a lot of teams do is they say um they go to build their roster and they're like okay we need seven wide receivers uh eight defensive backs where they just have these numbers that uh-huh. they have to hit and sean says we don't need that we just need a threshold and then the final eight ish guys we just want the best guys on the team. And so that that's great news for Alberto because there's three tight ends that are absolutely making this team. It's Dulcich, it's Troutman, who's a starter, uh, and it's Chris Manhurts. Those guys, there's no chance Alberto uh, takes their job where they're out. Mm-hmm. So he's got to prove that he's valuable enough on special teams as well and uh, has the will to block and, and be an all-around tight end to get that fourth spot because they could easily go into the season with just three guys, especially because Michael Burton... You know, do you put him as a running back? You put him as a tight end. He that takes guy's up kind usually of one of those lumped spots. into like the tight endish group. Right, exactly. A lot of times on so those then teams. that's yeah. already four because he's for sure making the roster. Mm-hmm. Are you going to kind of keep five guys? So I mean, it, that that's where it's a tough spot. Yeah, it really matters what he can do on special teams. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a different mentality if you play special teams. You have to love it and you have to want to be good at it um, in order to really stay around the league because you have a lot of great guys that may be high draft picks, but if you aren't progressing the way that they thought that you would on defense you have to do what you can to make a name for yourself on special teams and some guys get cut simply because they feel like they're too good and don't want to play special teams when in reality had you played hard and played special teams you might have got another opportunity down the line within the year to make plays but you know you got to have that mentality play special teams it's, it's hard. I know it's really hard. <laughs> it's but hard. Like, if it's a difference between having yeah. 
a fucking job. Yes. <laughs> there we go. We yeah. got it from him. Like, <laughs> no, that, that blows me away. Though. It's like, now I ain't playing special teams. Guys, I'm yeah. like, it's like a pride what? thing, too. They feel like it's like a, a step down from being on the field, but like they get paid, too, and they get yeah. paid very well. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, what else are you going to go do? Miles Jack just retired. He says he's going to get a trade, like a plumber <laughs> or something. Like, it was, what's Miles? Like, 30. Two? Yeah. 31? Yeah. Like, I just don't understand. Like, if you love the game, I, you would have to tear me away right. of, like, I'm either in or I'm out if I do this. Yep. yep. No, I ain't I, ain't play, I don't play special <laughs> teams, coach. <laughs> no. Miles Jackson, 27? Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. 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 That, that is wild. That's wild. Yeah. That is. He tried to buy my shoes off me at training camp <laughs> one year. No, not oh, these. Okay. Uh, I was wearing a pair down in Jacksonville, and we did a post-game interview, and he was like, how much you want for those sneakers? <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm starting to be like, Miles, was there money issues going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's happening? We tried to buy my... I, I, did you give him a price? Uh, yeah, but it was really hot. I didn't want to go home barefoot. Uh -huh. you know Man, that'd I mean? be too good, walking around the facility barefoot. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they would have left Jacksonville barefoot. It's not safe. Uh, prob <laughs> it's not probably safe. not. Um, the <laughs> other takeaway that I had from camp, oh gosh, why can't, I can't think of it right now, um, was, uh, ah, can I yeah. say fight? Yeah. Fight? You can. You okay it wasn't that? A, it you wasn't okay a fight. fight? Yeah. It I wasn't said a fight, fight. And, and James at practice was like, that wasn't a fight. <laughs> it wasn't um, a fight. Scuffle? Scuffle? Yeah. Yeah, not even scuffle, I not guess. even a scuffle. Uh, scuffle, a couple pushes, a couple jersey grab jerks. Uh -huh. like this someone, back and someone forth, ended up like... on the ground. I guess that's how it started. Yeah. Three uh, <laughs> disagreement on the football field, maybe. Three three plays in. Yeah. After all the talk yesterday of Sean being like, nope, we're not gonna have any fights, and then Josie Jewell and Quinn Miners talking on the podium being like, oh, we won't start anything, but like if something happens, we're not gonna sit out. It was like, okay, we knew a fight was coming. I'm trying to see what happened. Was it Van Jefferson? Yep, it right. was uh, it was Damari and Van Jefferson, yeah. and Dem Van Jefferson I believe caught the pass. And then Damari made a big swipe like way late. Yep, and then threw him on the ground. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, then of course that you throw a player on the ground when you're not tackling, that's going to start stuff. So then uh, guys got together, and it looked like it was going to be something, and nothing. Josie Jewell was right in the middle, nothing. so he came to his defense. Uh, and then yeah, just I guess a lot of intense pushing. I guess. Intense pushing. I, man, it was there was a scuffle. It was a scuffle. I mean, I think we're reaching here, <laughs> like. But at the same time, what I take from it is you're right. That was three plays in. Yeah. And then we had like a competitive, well-run, like I think a really well-run practice. Like a lot got done. Like yeah. the special teams periods were like long, and, and a lot got done. And speaking of that, I, I have to say this. So I'm standing in the corner, like lower down where the rams would come yep. in and out and this guy comes over and he's got a stopwatch and he's looking at the third field and he's like <laughs> and i'm like are you clocking hang times on punts over there <laughs> he was in the fan section and he's like yeah i'm a i'm a, like a special teams like guru coach i used to coach sam martin i coached will lutz wow. like he's like no, these bombs by this kid on the rams are like superhuman like his hang time was like he, he was clocking him. I was looking at his watch. He was clocking him at like five two to five seven. Wow. Hang time, which Todd, like that's, that's forever. That's a long time. Yeah. I mean, like that's. Let me look at this kid's name. He was went from Win Wingate. I gotta look it up now. I brought. See, they're only punter. He's a rookie. I think they have like all rookie specialists too. Mm. Like he's their holder. He's never held before. I think Wingate has like a, a, a 
University of uh, 3000. Wow. What, uh, do you, what state is Wingate in? Massachusetts. No idea. Oh. <laughs> you, it sounds right. <laughs> I just felt like I'm, I'm, I'm taking the show to a standstill right now while I look this up, but it was, my point is, they covered a lot of ground in special teams. Yeah. Um, and like, so uh, there was a really well run practice between both head coaches. Yeah. Um, after that skirmish, I'm going to look this kid's name up. I got Ethan Evans. That's it. It's mm. Ethan Evans. This kid's hit, hitting bombs, according to this special teams coach. Mm. North Carolina, close. there it is. East Coast, yeah. Close. You were close. It's impressive. But I gotta both, say, Riley Dixon, both these guys can drill the ball yeah. that were there today. Um, it also happened, I think it happened on uh, Montreal, Washington, ran into his own guy because of yep. one of the punts. Yep. Because the hang time, that literally was because the hang time was yep. so long, mm -hmm. the gunner for the Broncos got down the entire field and was waiting there, and Montreal Washington ran into him yep. mm -hmm. when he finally went to catch the ball. Yeah. That was a little side deal where the guy was, there are people there clocking these punts, guys, <laughs> in, on I the berm. I thought you were going to say he's a scout for the or Chiefs spy, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. And they look at me and goes, they need Will Lutz here, man. Oh, so, question for you. Do they? Should they trade for him? I mean, I don't know. I don't think the, even though there's only one kicker in camp right now, right? Yeah. I don't think they're decided on on it at all he told me why maher missed those four extra points oh you want to wait depth? brett told you the, no the guy oh the guy random, yes of course the random the guy. chief's uh, spy yeah, yeah. why do you yeah. miss him he said he was trying to hit him as a chip shot and not driving them like you would with a normal field goal he mm. said i wish i was on the sideline to be able to tell him <laughs> this. Like, oh, me too um but he said he was chipping then you open your hips missing them this way each time but i don't know he wants Will Lutz. We'll see. Wow, this guy. I mean, maybe Sean Payton wants he Will He hung Lutz. out with us. I was there with a couple people. Like, he hung out with us for, like, a while. Wow. Practice. Oh. Uh, I mean, Sean Payton has seven former Saints on offense. He does. A kicker's kind of an offensive player. So yeah. maybe that's point uh, score. Maybe that's we'll our next move. Name. Um, speaking of next moves, should the Broncos trade for Jonathan Taylor? There's been some buzz out there from a couple of different people that maybe the Broncos are actually interested in him. The Colts want equivalent of a first round pick jimmy rafter that was the guy's name jimmy Ra the guy <laughs> yeah wow oh, yeah. that's his name so he was a real deal he, he was a real guy okay it okay. wasn't some loon yeah oh yeah. I, oh he actually was no All yeah right. he runs like a kicking kicking like clinic wow. like camps he was in the league like with a couple of teams quick like a while back as a punter and kicker wow yeah that's cool. Real guy. Because it's funny. You meet a lot of guys that are like, hey, I do uh, yoga. Like, yeah. 100%. Do yeah. This guy is a real dude. He's worked with Sam, I think, for a long time. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, so Jonathan Rock? Taylor? Yeah. Should the Broncos trade for him? No. No, not at all. No. Are Nothing? We gonna, do, should we elaborate? Yeah. Okay. No, you don't have to. So here's the interesting Pretty part simple. with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. First off, Broncos should not trade for him. Um, I do think the Broncos... And I said this on NFL Network a couple of days ago. I think their interest in Dalvin Cook shows you not that they're upset or not satisfied with Javante Williams or Samaje P. Ryan. I think it shows you their commitment to the run. Like, mm -hmm. I think it shows you the mentality that they have yeah. is just this is run first, man. Yeah. This is a run first offense. And we're going to keep looking to better ourselves and what we want to do first and foremost as an offense because they were interested in Dalvin. Like, they were. Yeah. I think they're one of the teams that is kicking the tires and. I, listen, you're not doing your job as a general manager if you're not calling in this situation. You just have to call. Like, yeah. You should. It's how Howie Roseman's great. He calls about everybody. But here's the thing that nobody really talks about. He's been allowed to go out and see seek a trade. What's going to happen in this process is another team is going to tell him what he's worth 
or what they would offer him in mm -hmm. terms of a contract, and then say the compensation for the trade doesn't happen, and now where are the Colts and Jonathan Taylor left? They're left as JT can go back to Jim Irsay and go, I know my worth now. Right. Because right, you told right. me my worth is only this. I know my worth because there's other team. This other team told me I'm worth this contract, but never deal never happened because of compensation. Right. I just think it's really difficult for this to happen when you're not paying running backs. Now you're asking a team to give up capital uh -huh. and pay the running back because you're not trading them and not signing them. That's just not part of. It. That's not happening. It's in a contract here, and the health issue that is a part of it right now. Yeah. I just all of those make the situation crazy. I don't know if I see him getting traded. They're asking prices way too high right now. But also, I don't think the Broncos do it. They, they need picks. Mm -hmm. Like, they need picks like nobody's business. So the only thing that I want to point in that is, let's say every general manager should make a call. Mm -hmm. When does George Payton, what, what does the response have to be from the Colts for George Payton to be like, instead of hanging out the phone, be like, wait, that's all it would take? What, what, you what is it? You don't ever stop the conversation on just one phone call. But what is it that would grab the Broncos' attention enough for George to then go and talk to Sean and be like, holy shit, like, that, it's way less than I thought. Yeah, maybe player for player with a little bit of capital. I think he would be like, all right. And wouldn't you think it'd probably be a running back that's on the team? Because we talked about it yesterday. You're not going to keep Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan, and then you also have a, an undrafted back in Julio McLaughlin that you really like. You're not going to keep all four. No, really just the top three. You're not going to keep all three of those. So is Javante or Samaj involved in that trade? How awesome would it be for Javante Williams to be involved in that trade and go, look at the organization I'm joining. I'm very excited to be coming towards the end of my rookie contract. And now I just got traded to, to the Colts. Oh, we're like, yeah, yeah, kick rocks when it comes to getting paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, any back of part of that trade wouldn't be super pumped. But no, I just, it's, it's also really late. I don't think the timing is that big of a deal, but it's mm -hmm. also late. Yeah, uh, that plays a part in this as well. I think, in all honesty, this is Jim Irsay more or less calling Jonathan Taylor's bluff and being like, I don't think the market is what you think it is, right. mm -hmm. and I'm going to let you go see if it is. Like, the Chiefs did that with Orlando Brown. Yeah, Orlando Brown's number in his head was out of this world. 22 And the It was nuts. It was more than Trent Williams, mm -hmm. and Orlando Brown is not Trent Williams. No one is. And no, yeah, no, no one is, probably. And so the Chiefs were like, go out and see. Yeah. See right. what you get. And that's why they didn't franchise tag him. Yep. And look what happened. Didn't like, he get less than the tackle the Chiefs paid? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Um, so and they let you I look. imagine you haven't uh, you haven't changed your mind about Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor? Taylor. No, I don't. See, I don't see how it works. Um, I don't see why we, we would do it. I think it would put us in a worse position in years to come. Now, if we were like contending for a Super Bowl and like there was one missing piece, I think right. you make the play, but. In the year that we're having now, as we're building up, you know, Sean Payton as a Denver Bronco head coach, I don't think you make that trade and limit yourself as far as picks and capital. Yeah, I agree. And we got to take a look around the AFC West because James is here. And I got okay. two questions about two players that very much impacts the Broncos. After I tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery, Brewery Mountain Beach Sour is the beer of August because when it's hot out, you want a nice, light, refreshing beer, and Mountain Beach Sour is not too sour, and it gives you that nice, refreshing punch. So if you want to find where you can get uh, Mountain Beach Sour, go to breckbrew.com for their beer locator at the top of the screen. Click on that. It's not only going to tell you where you can get Breckenridge beers. It's going to tell you where you can get specific Breckenridge beers. So go to breckbrew.com or stop by the DNVR bar, and they're the official beer of DNVR. Mm, can't beat it.
Vel- vanilla porter is phenomenal. Oh yeah, I love the vanilla. Oh porter. yeah, it's a great winter beer. Could you mm-hmm. drink one of those now? <laughs> Today? Yeah. Right no. now. Yeah. It's okay. Disgusting. okay. <laughs> That's what I drinking a warm glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to our friends over at Shady Rays. Use code DMVR for fifty percent off your deal. Um, Shady Rays are great sunglasses. I'm still waiting for my pair, man. I, yeah. I think I've been. You know what I'm saying? I heard you read this last time I was here. And, and still I still haven't, haven't got a pair. <laughs> I need to call them. That's, that's garbage. I need to go check them out. That's what I need to do. I need to go check out our friends over at Shady Rays. Um, they're great because if you lose them or break them, um, even on the day you buy them, they still they will stin- still send you out a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back as, lo- as long as you have purchased them. I don't know if somebody miswrote that or if I'm reading it wrong, <laughs> but that's what it says. Um, shout out ah. to Shady Rays, man. I can't wait to get my pair. Boom, there we go. Okay, James. Where's yeah. Josh Jacobs? Where is Chris Jones? Oh, they're both at home. They're, they're both at home. Yeah. The Broncos <laughs> play uh, those three guys, those two guys, three times in the first yeah. half of the season. And uh, Chris Jones put out on Twitter that he's not coming back unless he comes, oh. unless he gets a contract. He's not coming back till week eight, which would mean he'd miss the first Broncos game in week six. And his first game back would be against the Broncos. That'd be pretty good news for the Broncos. Is that what's going to happen? No. You know why week eight, right? I mean that because then it's his contract year. kicks in, right? It's an accrued year. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he can't lose a year. You don't want to use, lose a year of service, mm-hmm. um, pension, all that stuff. It's it's a it's part of his it's his year. Um, and then let's Chris does like to mess with people on Twitter. Like he does like to like. He likes to put stuff out there to see what the Twitter reaction world is. Like I, he does do that from time to time. Now, does that mean this is that? Not necessarily. Like Chris is really entrenched himself in where he stands in this. And I think the Chiefs, as we're realizing, have yeah. as well. There's been very little communication. I knew at the start of training camp, the Chiefs were very optimistic something would get done before the start of training camp. That was not the way Chris Jones' side was thinking of things. And I think we see that the Chiefs were hoping that's the situation that would recruit himself. What has happened, though, is I think we're looking at his situation with, by position, we're cool with certain positions beating out the previous contract and resetting the market. Why is there such... And he wasn't here today, or else maybe we would have been reassured why. (laughs) Why is there such, Todd, like a stance where you can't be paid more than Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald is the best defensive lineman. Well, maybe one of the three we've ever seen in the history of the game, but you can't get paid more than him. Why? All of these guys have been paid more than Patrick Mahomes yep. in a- average per year. Yep. It, usually the highest paid player is not the best paid player, mm-hmm. right? It's just the deal that's up next. Yep. I don't get, I really don't. And I, I'll, I'm doing their game on Saturday between the Browns and the chiefs. And maybe I'll get to the bottom of it why the Chiefs are so, like, firm about not beating Aaron Donald's deal. That was a, that was a deal that was restructured, I think, two years ago. Yep. Um, Chris has done things that very few interior defensive pass rushers have done. Um, I think he has every right to break the market. He does. And they don't pay anybody else on the defense. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. name me another highly paid player on the Chiefs' defense. No, you no. can't. You can't. You can't. There's, there isn't one. So, yeah. like, most teams pay two pass rushers. Exactly. Right? They're paying... What here? We they were paying a lot of guys here, paying corners. They were mm-hmm. paying. I mean, defense. I remember there was a time right when you were playing. Like the defense had like the vast majority of the salary cap. Yeah, yeah. remember that? Yeah. Like they don't pay anybody on their defense. I don't know why they don't want to. I mean, maybe they just have it in their mind. They're not going to do it. Um, 
They've already tagged him once too, so mm. that's it. Would be a second tag, so uh -huh. the number would be crazy, and he'd be um, pissed about be, that. Yeah, exactly. Is that, that and a tag so, one time? I think you're okay with like, but you don't. There's no guarantee there. Like yeah. that's enough. Like pay me my money. I think you know, the next guy up usually resets the market, especially if he's not. Maybe he's not number one like Aaron is, but he's top three, top five. Like 100%. he should definitely reset the market. And, and I think get Chris is contract. probably number two. Yeah, on interior pass yeah. rushers. Yeah, I mean he has over 15 sacks twice. I don't think any defensive tackle has ever done that in the history of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's a big reason why they got to the Super Bowl For with sure. him blowing up things with Joe Burrow. You could ask Frank Clark, uh, who's here with the Broncos, about what he thinks about Chris. Yeah. Like he's he's so good. Um, and so, yeah, it'd be great for the Broncos for him not to be out there. He is talking to his pl his teammates still. Like, guys like Mahomes and stuff are That's, still, like, talking with him. Yeah. And there's no, like, animosity from my understanding there, but he's not talking to the to the, to the Chiefs' front office. I mean, my, mm. my only guess at why they wouldn't be willing to reset the market with him is just with how crazy Aaron Donald's contract is. Average of 30, almost $32 million a year. Number two is Quinn Williams at $24 million. Mm -hmm. You typically don't see that big of a jump from one and two. And so my guess is they're probably willing to pay him number two. They're What's, probably willing to pay him $25 million. They were willing to pay him number two until Quinn Williams got that deal and uh, Jeffrey Simmons got his deal. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, that, I'm, I'm way better than those guys. I think guys, he's better so. than those guys. So he's like, hey, I better be up here. Right. And mm -hmm. more of it was like, hey, let's split the difference. And that, that kind of went away. Um, in that sense so yeah it's it's gonna be a really interesting one because brett beach has really kind of shown his teeth here and he's a general manager has car blanche essentially he found patrick mahomes mm -hmm. he was not the he, i don't he wasn't the gm when they drafted him yeah but he was the guy pounding the table for mahomes i think that gives you a lot of say in the building <laughs> with ownership as you've altered the franchise yeah. by the guy who made sure patrick mahomes entered your building they do have the interior of their line they need to pay this offseason in Trey Smith, who's one of the really better guards, and Creed Humphrey, maybe top three center. Yeah. So those both those guys are on their rookie deal, so they got to pay them. But they're not paying a lot of other guys. Right. Mm -hmm. And Pat right. doesn't want to break the bre break the bank. It's hard to say break the bank. <laughs> um, he doesn't have to be the highest paid guy. Yeah, I mean they're pretty lucky, man. Kelsey makes fifteen. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's like a mm -hmm. steal. It's a middle of the road left tackle. But but what you're saying, <laughs> what you're saying is. Something could come together in the next three weeks by the time the season starts, but it's like not a guarantee, especially because we're at this point. And right now, he's getting paid f or fined fifty thousand dollars a day mm -hmm. that he's not there at training yeah. camp. Once the season rolls around, he's gonna miss out on one point one million dollars a week. So he tweeted he can afford it. it well, yeah. Yeah. last year it was four years, eighty million. I mean, um, you would think... And a franchise tag. And a franchise yeah. tag in yeah. there, too. You're you right. You would think that he'd be back by week six, but, yeah. I mean, maybe not. And that helped the Broncos. And another thing, Josh Jacobs, week one against Josh Jacobs and the Raiders and the games Josh Jacobs has played since he was drafted four years ago. He's 7-0 and against the Broncos. The one game he missed... The Broncos won. Yeah. So oh. that honestly just could be the difference in the Broncos winning that game. And right now, he's at home. Is he going to go back soon? He can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm serious. He can't. Um, yeah. He'd be out. If he doesn't show up, I believe, Labor Day, which would be Monday of week one. Uh, I think he's out like five hundred and sixty dollars or $590,000. Um, with the way running backs are getting paid, <laughs> that's important. That's I think every dollar money. counts. Yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. will. I think my guess would be he will show up. I don't know, like Todd, what it would do. You miss one week, and then you come back week two. 
I don't know if you really proved a whole lot and now you're out half a million. Uh I mean, Chris is in a different situation also because the back end of Chris is more known than what the back end of Josh Jacobs is because we don't know what the future of running back contracts are. Chris knows he's going to get paid a boatload of money Mm -hmm. no matter what happens with this year. Um, Josh doesn't really have that. So I I would see there would be a greater chance of him showing up for week one just because with as a running back, I hate to say it, like he can't afford to lose that money. He's not losing any money right now like Chris Jones is. Right. He didn't sign his tag, so like he's he's just he's not getting fined every day. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's uh. It's a, it's a really good point. And before we get out of here, two things. One, hit us with a thumbs up. So many people in the comment section saying they love having both of you on the show. So hit us wow. with a thumbs up. Shows it uh, that that you guys really like it. We appreciate that a lot. And the final thing, Trey Lance is on the block. Maybe should the Broncos, who we just saw Trey Lance look pretty good. Uh, let a comeback winning drive to beat the Broncos last week. Should the Broncos be interested in the number three overall pick from a few years ago that the 49ers traded three first round picks for? Should they be interested not bringing him in and trading a first round pick to compete with Russell Wilson? Hey, but nobody's, some, nobody's trading a first round pick for Trey. No, 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 no. But should they be interested to bring him in as a project? I think I think they should. I think that there's a lot that he can learn from Russell Wilson um, as he kind of bounces back and bounces back. And I don't feel confident in our number two to go in there and win us games if he needs to step in so i think there is a position for him to step into to be able to learn and take some time i would love to have a quarterback that got a chance to learn like old quarterbacks did not have to come mm-hmm. in and start you know first round draft you got to be ready to start week one like just give him maybe a year two to just learn under russ under sean payton kind of understand his job more i think he would be an asset to the team down the line so i would like to see them bring him in but who knows if it happens? That's one that every GM should be calling on. Yeah. Right? Because the talent was there. I'm not sure exactly that's who Kyle wanted to pick at three, but anyway, <laughs> it's not another conversation. But, like, the talent is there. The, 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 we're talking about traits and letting a guy walk out of your building. That's what we were talking about before. If I was Sean yeah. Payton and I was George Payton, I'd be like, let me, what, what's, the, what's the ask for this? Right. Because, I mean, he's third on their depth chart now. Yep. Like, today, Sam Darnold is announced as the, the, the backup quarterback, who, mm-hmm. who also has a ton of talent. Yep. Just injuries, bad situations. I, Another I former third Another overall third, pick. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'm curious what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch think about Trey Lance in terms of, like, maybe, you know, a new destination, a new setting is, is good for this kid. Yeah. Maybe we grant that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we think really highly of him. I think maybe a new setting would, would really benefit him. And I think Denver would be a place where, like, 100% they should be thinking about it. Yeah. And you should see what the comp, what, like, what you have to give up. We were talking about Jonathan Taylor, obviously different players, different positions, different success in the NFL. But, like, we're also looking at completely different compensation. For sure. Right? Way different. Right. So you got to call and see what they're willing to give up. Because like a fourth-round pick? Like, what are we talking? Dude. Would you give a fourth-round pick for Trey Lance? I, yes, you would? I would. Yep. I don't know if I would. <laughs> I seriously. Do you think that it could get it been done? Very good. I, I, I probably. I it might. I don't know. Especially, I mean, I've just been. So, I've been disappointed, especially with, with. I thought Stidham would play better in camp. I'm yes. not gonna lie. I agree. Yes. I agree. And I, and and in the games, I've just been disappointed with it. Especially that was Sean Payton's guy. That was like his project guy. He and got so him Stidham, like right at the start of exactly, free and paid him more than I think anyone was going to pay him. So if the the project guy is no longer seemingly working out he's still going to be on the team but then bring bring trey lance in um and danucci he's been fun 
but he's not going to be the guy, your yep. starter. So bring Trey Lance and have him be your third back or your, your third quarterback. And if anyone is going to be able to work with him, you might say Kyle Shanahan would be that guy. The other guy would be Sean Payton. So I, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, Four you're, you're, you're big on like Ben DiNucci, we hardly Nucci. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. No, I, you're I, already yeah. kicking him out the door. No, I felt bad for him when Sean uh, offered him a job at Walmart before he was even <laughs> yeah. uh, was cut. Yeah. Kind of brutal. Yeah. I, I, this really is, and we don't know this, this is really what Sean sees in Trey Lance, right? It's yeah. what traits he sees yeah. and how he could work with him. We don't know that, but that's that's the underlying all of it. I mean, I would really do I really do think like George would walk down the hall and be like, Sean, what's your take on on Trey Lance? Um, that conversation happens before George picks up the phone and says, like, you know, right. John, what are you thinking? Right. Because it's it's whether Sean thinks he can work with him or not. Right. Or there's traits that he sees like, oh, we can do this, right. this, and this. Right. That's the that's the one we don't know. Yeah. And I mean this would be the ultimate buy low on a player. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, for sure. All right, let's get to the super chats before we get out of here. We got two of them. First one coming in from Gary Palmer says, Whoa. I wanted to do a Star Wars Jim. I am your father bit. Love you and Jim and or love you, Jim, and I am old enough. Wow. Hmm. Jim. I can't believe my dad watches the show. <laughs> oh, that 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 was your dad? No. Oh, oh. <laughs> you got me for a second. Uh next one from John says Yo, Zach, Todd, and Jimmy Palm Trees. I love what you guys do. I'll see y'all there. Week two, much love from Albuquerque. Oh, Week two against Mexico. the Commanders. Can't wait to see Kirky. you, John. Um, man, the season's coming up. Yep. Less than right three weeks away. With college football next week. Yep. We're there. OH. We're there. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> listen, a, buck, uh, a Buckeye went in the Hall of Fame today. Speaking of Buckeyes, congratulations to Randy Gratishar, who finally, after 35 years, yep. made it into the Hall of Fame today. Another Buckeye. What is that? Another Buckeye. Ah, it's thousands. It's cats. <laughs> I mean, it's like the, the great Woody Hayes. Hayes the great Woody Hayes said he's the best linebacker he's ever coached. Mm. Wow. And he had a boatload of Ohio State records. Um, yeah, like 2,000 record, 2,000 tackles at like, the Broncos. Yeah, like just ridiculous numbers. Yeah. yeah, like I think he had 160 in a season at Ohio State, which you don't. You only back then played like I don't know <laughs> yeah. seven games. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. He played like ten <laughs> yeah. games, I yeah. think, a year. Yeah. Which is what was your what was your highest total in tackles for a year? Um, maybe one. 148, 138, 148, something like that. Mm -hmm. I missed. I think I missed the first three games that year. But what? Wow. That's with first three games, for two or three. Yep. Wow. You led the Broncos in tackles three different times. I think. Yep. Four, three. Four? Maybe four. Four? I don't know. I don't you know. should know this. Stuff, rather, man. These are your credentials. <laughs> I know, but you don't think about it, man. I think when you're playing, even when you were reading them all the first time I came on the yeah. show, like I forgot I had even done some of this. Um, all right, we're going to get out of here. Oh, one more super chat from Boat Y says, Palm, which team in the West hates Denver the most? Good question. Especially hates right Denver the most? Especially right now, where Denver hasn't been too much to like hate recently. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, like, cause like there's a, I don't, I don't see a lot of animosity between the Chargers and, mm -hmm. the, and the Broncos. No. I, re I really kind of don't. No. Um, when Gruden was there, there definitely was between the Raiders and the, and he wanted it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say the Chiefs, but like it's been so, it's like, I'll go back to what Frank Clark said. Yeah. It, it's been so one sided. Mm -hmm. I hate to say it. Like, I don't think they really even care. Yeah. I hate to say the one I mean, person like, like I'll say this said. and I will we'll bow tie it on back to my man Vic Fangio like 
Mahomes has told me before, like he just hated playing against Vic Fangio. Mm. Like, and if you look at the games, like he did not yeah. play well mm -hmm. against Vic's defenses. Um, he just didn't like playing against. I don't know. What do you think? Like, I I would say probably the Raiders. That's who I hate the most. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it's the Raiders. So probably the Raiders. Probably I would say. Was it the Raiders your whole career? Yep, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, I was who, a Raider fan who? growing up though. That's, oh, yeah, that's you're crazy. State, man. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. And I got here, and they, I realized. Um, how terrible people they were, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were who like was the instigator then in those matchups? Like who on the offensive side of the ball? Their whole line together? would do like just extra stuff. Like you already make the tackle, and then you feel somebody come and jump on your back, or like mm. you know the extra holding, all the extra grabbing stuff. I feel like was unnecessary, and so yeah. that's what really made me like hate them with a the passion. I get it. Then I would say like because those two fan bases, the Chiefs and the Raiders, are are probably the most like rowdy rowdy yeah and like yeah. the chiefs fans take offense to like everything <laughs> like it's really weird and so like maybe maybe the chiefs think it's maybe it's the chiefs but i don't know i I'd, I'd probably say i'm going raiders yeah. i'm saying it's raiders my yeah. dad's Just even like, like almost gotten fights in the stands because he's wearing my jersey like at the raiders <laughs> really? games and like yeah just oh, all around, like the worst. They're I was doing the a worst. game there once, and Aaron Foster almost got into a fist fight with a bunch of fans in the front row, up there uh, in Oakland, like pregame, like before the game even started. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, they were jawing at each other like crazy." This place, like this place, is like nobody, no place else, man. Well, in like no the eighties and nineties, they were getting stuff thrown. The Broncos were getting stuff thrown on them when they're walking. Mm. Snowballs, cans, everything. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you just don't see anything like that. Pieces of the else. stadium that were just breaking <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, you could throw if you wanted to. <laughs> um, final question, Todd. You're not like Shane Ray, where you have a Raiders tattoo, though, right? Heck no, without a doubt, no. Because <laughs> no. he does have that big old Chiefs oh, logo on does. there. He crazy, does. man. No, nah, I'm not getting no Raiders tattoo. <laughs> good, no. good. Had to clear that. You, you, got a, you got a Buckeye tattoo? No. Okay, no. no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's a but. Injured reserve? Injured reserve? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Dang. bummer. I mean, about, was about to make a comeback that like you never see. Yeah. Guys that are out of the league for years. Usually are out of the league. Never come back. And that's a testament to him. He was working yeah. really hard, yeah. man. So that's yeah. sad. Vaughn was working with him a lot, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure yeah. was. And he was back with them. I think yeah. it was going to be a good run there. for him. Maybe a big reason why he was there. Yeah. General assistant general manager Von Miller. Is that what he is up in I, Buffalo? That's what he calls himself. <laughs> 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 I don't know if Brandon thinks that, but <laughs> yeah, I know he yeah, calls himself that. All right, well guys, it's been a blast. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, James. Thank you to everyone tuning in. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. We'll be back to break down joint practice number two tomorrow. Stay tuned, 2.30. We'll see ya.
you back one last time.